0: Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brand. Daryl Lee took on the role as global CEO of McCann World Group in July, 2022, with a vision to bring the network's multidisciplinary agencies closer together. With a career path straddling both media and creative agencies, he has the background to get the job done. The ultimate goal is to put audience planning and data at the heart of what McCann does best, build enduring brands. That involved a restructuring of its leadership team to create dual roles across agencies and at the world group level to ensure that key executives have hats in both camps. In this episode, Lee chats about how the network is attracting and retaining the best young creative talent despite the fact that advertising has gained complexity and lost some of the simple sexiness of the Mad Men era. He also shares his favorite advertising moments from Super Bowl 57. I'm your host Allison Weisbrot, editor of Campaign US, and you're listening to Campaign Chemistry. Hi, Daryl. How are you today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Can I say Happy Valentine's Day?
0: Yes, is thank that appropriate? You so much. It's appropriate.
1: <laughs> <Hearts> <laughs> happy and Valentine's love.
0: Day to you and to all of our listeners. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's also two days after the Super Bowl, which I know yes. is, is a big time of year for all of us in advertising. Yes. What was your favorite ad? What did you think of the the quality of the ads this year?
1: Well, I think it was uh, the Super Doggy Bowl. I think we all agree that that dogs ruled the Super Bowl from an advertising perspective. Well, I don't know that we all agree, but I certainly am part of that crowd. Um, I have two pugs. They run my life. They nourish and feed my spirit. And uh, and watching the farmer's dog uh, ad... And, and, and that moment when you realize they're going to go flashback and I just thought, Oh no, please let this end. Well, like I, I can't, like it's bad enough seeing all those moments when you separate from your dog, but to, I I can't, this flashback can't end badly. I can't deal with it. It's too much. And then of course it didn't. So <laughs> I loved, I loved that. I thought the Amazon, um, the old, Amazon also had a, a, a beautiful dog story with a twist, um, you know, which you didn't know what, what the crate was going to be used for. And then suddenly it was like, Oh, you're going to get a friend so Mm -hmm. i'm a i i mean i'm a sucker for dogs but i think they you know the dogs were the celebrities that you could relate to so i loved i loved those two um i thought you know miles did a pretty good dance in the bud light (laughs) which i'm sure was very popular i was like oh that's a good that's good that is exactly where bud light should be um and was charming and lovely and authentic um, and then we had we were a, a, we had a collaboration in the Super Bowl between McCann and the community which was which was a collaboration in and of itself which was GM and Netflix mm-hmm. and the Wolf Farrell and I thought that was uh, I'm a big fan of collaboration. I think partnerships and partnership ping is the is the route to bigger and better creativity certainly in the 21st century knowing my background Obviously, you'd believe that, but I really do see that happening. And it was a collaboration between GM and Netflix and a collaboration between Publicis's community and IPG's McCann. And I think that that's the story of the future.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I think a lot of brands leaned into partnerships. I wonder if right. it was to share the cost a little bit, right? right. But right. There's
1: some there's some good reasons. <laughs> but, and also, you know, in a world of which you and I talk about a lot uh, in our in our friendship over the years, the creativity meets technology and how do we, how does technology become a place where humanity gets more expressive and more creative? Um, you need to be very partner-oriented as a brand today to be creative, I think. So yeah, some of it is prosaic, you know, just being cost-efficient. But I think a lot of it is because you can't do it yourself, which is great.
0: Yeah, well, that's a good segue to talk a little bit about you and your new, new-ish role. At- yes.
1: Oh, no, it's new. It's five, still months, five months, yeah, yeah. five
0: months. Yeah, you're right. Five months yeah, yeah. is still new.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that feel one. new. <laughs> well, so talk a little bit about what it's like for you taking on this new o- oversight of this global multidisciplinary network. You have sort of been on the media side for parts of your career. You've been within McCann, but at UM, like talk about now that you oversee this sort of broader right. spectrum of agencies, um, your vision for that.
1: Well, I have just, I've bounced back and forth, right? So I started my career in advertising at Ogilvy and then I went to UM and then I came to McCann as chief strategy officer and then back to UM and then back. So I do like to bounce around, not just because I'm distracted and easily bored, although I am easily bored, <laughs> uh, but because I like to look at problems from different perspectives. And this has given me the ability um, to look at it. I, I, I love that you call us a multidisciplinary uh, network because that is what McCann War Group is. And it's a multidisciplinary creative network. And one of the things that excited me about coming back to the creative side is the sense of these huge new opportunities with creativity. And how do we, which I feel like the media agencies got to quicker because we worked closer with the platforms. We had deeper relationships with Snap and with TikTok. And obviously before that with YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. Pinterest and Twitter. And so we began to see that the the spaces and places for creativity were expanding and the modes of creativity were expanding in this whole rise of the influencer economy. So the idea of taking that experience that I had, which, which is media in the biggest sense of media and culture and media and platforms, and bringing that into a creative network and saying, okay, great. McCann, you're the original advertising agency. You are the... Uh, OG, You know what I mean? You're the OG agency. You were the first and you were the first global. You're the uh, 120 years of advertising agency. How do we bring and unleash or I can inspire more of these new kinds of creativity, which are not about advertising, but are about everything that platform creativity has, has yielded. So, I was I was excited to come over I will I will say I'm back in a creative agency so I, f- I feel the difference like I feel that you know there you say that there's uh, logic and magic equals marketing and definitely media is logic I feel like I'm back in the magic world which is both wonderful and then occasionally exhausting but uh, I do I I feel myself becoming sort of more Whole-brained again, which is oh, I can be emotional and I can be upset, and and in media you have to be so on it all the time. You know, there's always a straight-on to decline. So now I'm excited. It's yeah. an exciting personal and professional transformation.
0: Well, to that point, I mean, you you have both. You've sort of had experience with both sides of the brain, right? The left right. brain and the right brain. Right. Now that you're back on the creative side, in this context of you know the creative business really being affected by platforms and technology, right? how are you infusing some of that background into the way you're shaping the network um, and the way that you approach creativity for for all of the McCann agencies
1: i mean no number one we're looking at breaking, bringing the network together more right so we have these different views into technology through mccann which has a an advertising view but then the mrm which is you know has its roots in crm and digital and has deep relationships with some of the with some platforms that are not just digital platforms on the consumer side but also with Adobe and and with Salesforce and with some of the deep you know integration platforms and so bringing those perspectives into the center is one of the first things I've done so you will have seen some moves we've made where we've given someone like Kate McNevin, who's the CEO of MRM give her a McCann World Group role as well just so that we're infusing the people who are deep into technology, with the people who are deep into creativity. Um, and that's that's the so that was to me the easy and first thing we had to do, which is hey, there's a lot of people there's people in um, in MRM that have you know deep experience with AI and with Metaverse. there's some amazing innovation thinkers at McCann who are looking at how immersive immersive creativity is evolving. How do we bring these two together and create sort of like a super group in the middle, which, we're, which we've done. But I think the big transformation, you know, the thing I, I think people miss about media is that media is about audience. There's tech, there's automation, there's all that stuff that's happening in terms of change. There's data, which is the big revolution, right, in marketing. But all that does is make you more sophisticated about audience, who's your most valuable audience, what are their behaviors? And then also, m- most importantly for creative agencies, what are their mindsets and what are their desires? What are their brand appetites? And that audience perspective, you will see, and I promise you I'll come to campaign first. I make that promise here. All right, I'm um, holding you to it. <laughs> You'll hold me to it, I know. Um, that we. Uh, you will see some people and some structural changes we will make that will put audience and audience thinking and audience planning at the heart of McCann War Group, which I love because McCann brings this legacy of brand, right? Brand planning, uh, enduring brand platforms, things like Priceless, things like Because You're Worth It at L'Oreal. Like What McCann does at its best is create enduring brand platforms, which is the best of brand thinking and brand planning. And to then marry that with audience planning is the is my vision of the capability we need to get to this new view of creativity. I don't know where creativity goes. Like you can't constrain creativity, but I know it needs more fuel Mm -hmm. and that fuel has to be audience, which is not data. It's the, it's what data gives you, which is more insight, more inspiration, more sense of where the stories should play. um, Mm -hmm. And hopefully that sparks better ideas.
0: Yeah, no, it makes total sense. I mean, you kind of have to create for the medium that you're that you're gonna be speaking in. So and that's very different than probably the way McCann did its planning, you know, 120 years ago. So right. um to that point, right. you've <laughs> you've restructured the group to bring the agencies closer together. Part of that, I think, like you said, is giving people two hats, right? Like putting Kate McNevin, for example, in the MRM role in addition to a McCann role. Talk about the strategy behind that and why that makes sense.
1: Well, on the, f- on, 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 the f- first level, it just gives everybody a sense of commitment to the group as much as to the agencies. You've got to get the balance right. I think so much of what we discuss in the industry is you've got to do an either or. You know, you either have to be a group of people who strongly believe in agency cultures, which I do. I strongly believe in agency cultures. I think agency cultures are the strong cultures that attract people and retain them and attract clients and retain them. And at the same time, no agency can do everything. And the real magic, the real uh, impact collectively of our work is when we, when we come together. So it's giving people... sort of a foot in each camp which is you're 50% an MRM person and you're 50% a McCann War Group person and so when we come together I use the analogy of soccer not because I'm a great soccer player I'm not but because I think um, you can be a very proud member of the Barcelona team and an equally proud member when you play for Spain for your national you know for the World Cup and it's you can be both you don't have to choose you don't have to be I'm only wearing Barcelona I'm only wearing for Spain I'm only working for I'm only playing for Argentina? It's like no, you you play for both and with equal pride and equal um, energy. And so one at one level, it's just giving everybody a balanced view of you have a foot in each camp. And it, when we show up as McCann War Group, it's with as much energy and pride as if you f- show up as McCann or MRM. And the second thing is, um, so we don't, so we can, you know, so we don't duplicate things. We begin to look at what are we working on. In the different agencies at at the same time which are the same issues ai metaverse deepening you know commerce deepening our connection between commerce advertising creativity and commerce creativity how do we not do that in a duplicated way how do we create a critical mass and and pool our resources and figure out what we can also invest in when we aren't duplicating things so there's a you know there's a, a business structure Benefit there as well, and then thirdly, uh, and I'm very passionate about this. As you know, I'm committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion. McCann World Group has a five or six years of really working around conscious inclusion as a cultural strategy and commitment for the for the network. I I believe that how you show. Inclusion is through collaboration. So you can be inclusive of people's identities and make them feel welcome, but still there's no actual working together, right? So we've now made collaboration as important as inclusion because I think that the muscles you get by working together across agencies are the muscles we need to have for our clients when they say, hey, do you can you work with the Netflix? Or, hey, can you work with um this cool company that's developing drone technology that allows us to do you know, aerial uh, aerial signage and stuff. We we have to be partner, really strong partners. And so building our own partnership in our own company is how we sort of stress test those muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, you know, the great thing about McCann World Group is that it's it's a branded group. It's not a holding company. It's a branded group. So we have to show up as a group that knows how to play a sport together
0: mm. well yeah I mean that that's sort of why McCann World group was created right so right what's been like the what's been holding it back I guess from doing that or not to the extent that you think that it should be
1: well it, it's gone through its evolution there there were times it was created out of seven agencies that came together. And kept some of their kept their identity largely, and then there have been different iterations. Like everything, there's a pendulum. Maybe there were times when McCann World Group became too dominant and sort of swallowed the agency brands. Maybe, uh, and then the and then the reaction to that was, well, we'll kind of go our separate ways, and McCann World Group will be sort of the place that's sort of a financial clearinghouse, um, so that we could build back the brands, and that's definitely. When I when I came back, the thing I noticed, I mean, I was last here as the McCann World Group Chief Integration Officer. So when I came back, I'm like, wow, there isn't a lot of McCann World Group, there's just a lot of individual brands. And that was a reaction to there being too much World Group. So you got to get the balance right. And it, and it's if if it were the case that clients were super interested in just their agency brands and not looking for these solutions that were bringing together different pieces, I think I would have stuck to the strategy because the brands are the important thing. You've got to get agency brands right. You've got to get your capabilities right. You've got to get your people right. But I know, and you know, I'm sure that clients are looking for more and more sort of bring it all together for me. I don't really care about who the different agency ingredients are. I just want you to make the meal, Mm -hmm. be the right restaurant that makes me the meal that I like and you bring the ingredients together. So, We've got to get both. Yeah, but that's a fair question. It was set up to do this, so I do feel quite like comfortable in what I'm doing because it's the whole purpose of how McCann World Group was <laughs> set up.
0: Right. So as you kind of like you know reconfigure the network, there's been some recent departures on the creative side, right? Alex Lopez, yes, um, left. He was the global chief creative officer from McCann. Yes. Chris McDonald, global for McCann World Group. For McCann World Group, yes. Uh, chris mcdonald so talk about how like you know what the type of talent you're looking for as you rebuild this new network and what what type of creative talent is going to bring mccann into this next next new era
1: well so importantly what we've done is we had a chief creative officer former McC- global chief creative officer for mccann and one for mccann war group and they were in the structure separate. And what I've done is combined them and said, I, I, I want one person. So the person who is the chief, McCann, chief creative officer of McCann will also need to be the, the one for McCann War Group. So that's a strategic thought. The strategic thought there is everything is going to be anchored by an enduring brand platform. So part of what we lost when all the agencies went off is we lost the power of when we come together, it's behind something like a priceless it's behind something like a because you're worth it for L'Oreal or fi- or find new roads for Chevy and that's the that's the power the power is an enduring brand platform that lasts for decades that gives brands in the world, an advantage over their competitors. And then the breadth of capabilities, which are 21st century, which are platform informed, that can that can broaden the experience. And that's the World Group part. So by bringing together McCann and McCann World Group CCO positions, I wanted to make that clear, which is we need somebody who can do both. You can look at platforms and then and inspire enduring brand platforms and then look at the capabilities that are required uh, you know in the in the advertising space but also around content around experience around all the new models of how you build a brand so that's when we looked at that which is sort of a fusion position where it's a fusion of what advertising agencies do in their core, and then what World Group can also bring in terms of new capabilities. That was not something that Alex was excited by. He's he's a visionary. He wants to be at the cutting edge of new models of creativity, and that job is both servicing the core as, as well as inspiring the future. So he was like, "Well, that seems like a good strategy. I'm all on board, but I'm I'm not right for it." Um, and. Uh, And he was super helpful into thinking through how do we get to the next era, which we will be announcing soon. Oh,
0: intriguing. Can't wait to hear
1: about it. You want to share it now? I can't. I can't for all the reasons you would expect. And I think the, the thing that is interesting in thinking about creativity at a place like McCann and McCann War Group and the way in which great creative ideas are born and nurtured is you 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 do need this combination of of people who are genius you know and are genius just can make those leaps of faith can take the like a magpie can take all the little bits and pieces and create this beautiful nest of creativity and who are also immensely collaborative and often geniuses are not collaborative like it's kind of that's the unicorn um but we have to have both because World Group and any kind of McCann World Group solution is going to be intensely collaborative. So I I'm very confident that we have we will have the both.
0: Yeah. To that point, do you feel like the role of the CCO in general is changing? Yes. Like Talk about that because I feel like as we get to a more collaborative place as an industry, just by necessity, like it doesn't really work to have one figure, right? Yeah. That you have to like create for and vetoes or approves yeah. things. So
1: Yeah. So I think the sort of the I don't know, the aristocratic structure or the religious order of the, you know, the the, the Pope and the Cardinals and then all the underlings and I think that's I think I think that era is gone there's a lot of nostalgia for it you know there's the whole madman thing and stuff but I, I don't have nostalgia for that I don't I'm a small d democrat in every part of my life and I like the power of the people I think the power of the people yields great creativity you need you need the experience of having been in the creative business for a long time to be able to take an idea that comes from the collective creative and then shape it and build it into something beautiful so there's still a craft uh, that you learn that you have to build your experience in but the process of creativity is more democratic and needs to be more democratic and more inclusive and we we need more diverse people more women leaders in creative more people of color more people of different Walks of life and different capabilities and different capacities. If we are going to keep doing the job we're we're doing, which is help brands compete with all this entertainment and information and diversion that is way more interesting and exciting than it's ever been. You know, just look at gaming and the the worlds that that that, that people inhabit when they're game when they're gaming. So, if we're going to help brands. Participate in this incredibly competitive and exciting world of entertainment and content. We need creative people who are plugged in uh, to everything outside in the world and able to work with everything outside. So yes, I think we're not gonna have the, uh, we're still gonna have people who have to learn the craft of making good creative product. And at the same time, they will come in at a much m- more equal open culture And we also have a, you know, less sense of they have to be in a department or they even have to be in an agency. Like there's some extremely creative people at TikTok and Snap and Mm -hmm. um, obviously at Disney and at our production companies that we work with. And every one of those people contributes to the power of an idea. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting. I think it's an exciting time. The thing we have to do is convey that excitement to young people who are graduating, who are coming into the marketplace. And it's and we haven't replaced, I think, yet the the simple sexiness of Mad Men because right? mm-hmm. it was like a simple sexy. Like, yeah, yeah, I come into a hierarchy, but at least you dress well and seem to do cool stuff. And there's like drinking martinis and that's old school, but at least it's sexy. Yeah. I think we have to replace. We still have to find that like, what's our new school sexy uh, for the creative business that looks like we get first dibs on people, on the best creative people as they leave, leave college.
0: Yeah. So talk, I mean, well, you've been very involved in like inclusion efforts across UM and, and media brands, um, whether that's media equity in terms of media buying or whether it's like internal stuff. So how are you going to, what's your vision for that at World Group?
1: It's going to be a shared one. I feel, I feel like we have to, well, we, I think, have done a good job of is talking about the the work that we do for our clients in terms of awards. I don't know that we talk about the work that we do for our clients in terms of how it, how it's fun for you, how it broadens you, how it develops you. I don't think we, we explain to people well enough that when you come to a place like McCann World Group, you can start in... Future brand. Future brand is now part of us. It's a you know brand consultancy that does design, logo design, experience design, store design. You can work for six months at future brand designing stores. You can or do brand logo. You can work on MasterCard at McCann. You can go work with MRM on, on General Motors. Like there is a there is a breadth and depth of working with different brands that you get in agencies that you don't get anywhere else. And that then sets you up for a career. So uh, we are we are going to create one of the great things that I I discovered when I entered the business is that I did do a rotation into different um, parts, and I thought that was such a it was really helpful to me to figure out what I wanted to do. I ended up in strategy, but to formalize it again, so when people join, even if they join MRM, they join McCann, they join Future Brand, wherever they join, they know they have the option of cross learning what other people are doing. And that's part of their career. And then secondly, I think we, so we're gonna do that and that will we'll make some announcements there. there. Those kinds of rotation programs will be focused on diverse candidates, but won't be exclusive to diverse candidates. We'll also be um, doing things internally to help people who are creatives from diverse backgrounds, get a leadership mentor, and then in particular program to help women uh, creative leaders become, you know, top of their game and help them get the support. So both recruiting things and then things internally. I still don't think we've answered the question of how do we bring sexy back. So, but we're doing sort of the blocking tackling to make sure that we are attracting and and then mentoring people from diverse backgrounds when they join us. Um, but I'm open to any and all ideas about how we get sexy back and well, how. What,
0: I would, do you? Th- what if there isn't like a clear answer for that? Like,
1: <laughs> <because> <laughs> I hope yes.
0: What if it's just complicated and messy yeah. now? And I don't know. Yeah. Is it like? Do you need to do an ad campaign for <laughs> for advertising and working? Well, we
1: with- are. We're actually working with uh, um, AEF on a on a campaign. Like, if you love gaming, you should be a mar- CM- You could be a CMO if you love. Uh, you know. Uh, building posters for your uh local high school uh theater production you, you could be a CMO so we are but it's true i think maybe we should we are doing we are doing things to advertise us but maybe it's maybe it's like a whole messy it's a much messier campaign than we're probably imagining like it's just what is the, what is that film everything all at once you know yeah. like it's like everything all at once um and I think it's also – I think brands are such exci- – we get so immune to them because we work with brands every day. But brands are this really exciting thing in the modern life that we've created. We don't just buy products. We, we build relationships with brands, and they become this way to guide us in, in the madness and craziness of, of the world. And, and that excitement, I think, we could communicate more with our clients Will mm-hmm. we go with them to recruit to say, "Hey, you know, we have Converse as a client. Like, how great would it be to go and recruit with Converse, or ASOS, or Prudential, or Mastercard, or Chevy, um, or L'Oreal, or Maybelline, or you know?" So, um, I think, yeah, maybe it's all—it's a constant question. And the pro- I think the question is, we we ask ourselves a question a lot, and maybe you're right. Let's just do a thousand things and keep doing a thousand things.
0: Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's everything, slogan, everything, all at once. slogan of modern advertising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you um, sort of look to reshape the network in this next year, talk about the client sort of state right now. Like, obviously, everyone's unsure about the economy. Right. They're sort of cutting back on investments. There are certain sectors doing a lot of layoffs what is your outlook in terms of client investment in marketing and advertising, and where do you see white space for McCann World Group to continue like growing share with clients, winning business, making money, etc.?
1: I mean, we, I don't have as much visibility into investment as you can imagine, as I do, which has been super interesting. How the minute you leave a media agency, you you don't get to see investment trends, um, and I haven't really spoken about it at all. I do see clients. Being generally much more focused on, as you would imagine, retail, drive to store, shopper or performance marketing oriented, but within the context of a brand. So, I mean, maybe because of the clients we have, all of our clients are brand first, right? You know, they're McCann clients. Um, so, I think all of these clients come from a strong brand perspective, but we've, we're definitely layering in a lot more what would be considered drive-to-store, retail, shopper, and performance marketing in in the old way. And we're building, as you know, a deep capability around commerce. So we just acquired a company called Rafter One, which is is the second uh, biggest acquisition in IPG's history. And it is a company that has the ability to implement uh, cloud-based commerce solutions from Salesforce. To complement what we have on the adobe side which we've built through mrm so we have sort of incubating probably quietly maybe not as loudly as some of our competitors but we've been incubating platform services in the adobe stack and now in salesforce but the salesforce focus is square on commerce and we haven't thought this entirely through yet i can say candidly on a podcast but we're very deep into clients proving this out, which is when you take a commerce out approach versus a brand out approach, how does your marketing look differently? Because people talk a lot, you know, all these DTC brands that were created were created because uh, there wasn't a barrier to entry and they built from the, from commerce out. So they built a a DTC commerce platform and then they built marketing around it, which means that the experience, everything, (laughs) everywhere, all at once is Perfectly seamless. It may not be the best marketing, but it's the same. You know, when you're going to a DDC brand, you see the subway ad, you go, you see the mobile ad, you go online, you get your package. Everything is designed end to end to look like it's coming from one brand. And so a lot of our Clients are existing brands which have built the other way around, which is brand into a retail environment or to a distributor in a warehouse, and then a a website that came later and then a DTC channel that they're testing. So these are all fragments of a brand. And how do we, if we looked at them as a DTC brand, how would we do differently? So we're building in MRM a very strong commerce consulting and commerce creative practice we already have, obviously, some clients, but we're building that up. There will be a lot more noise and news we'll make around that. Which is the future bet. Which is not to say brand will still be the thing McCann World Group does, because these are the enduring brands are the enduring parts of marketing. But technology has disrupted the buying process to the point where commerce platforms are going to be dominant, and we know that became out of the pandemic. You know, every brand will have. A a digital commerce relationship with every customer and should, as well as an in-store. Even brands, you know, look at Nestle and Nestle, some of Nestle's ambitions to um, have hundreds of millions of consumer records of of their actual customers who are going to stores that are not Nestle branded. Like, how do you do that? But through a commerce platform. So that's the big play. I know it's something you are very fluent in and will be interested to talk about. Again and again.
0: It, yeah. It just, it sort of seems like that's the growth area right now for agencies, yeah. like flipping commerce into like retail media and digital end to end. Yeah. That as well as health is still yes. big, a big area. Yes. Health, so,
1: health and wellness in the biggest sense. Yes, yeah. Because then health and wellness includes a Nestle and includes, a, um, you know, some of the L'Oreal brands that are about wellness and empowerment. Yes. And then I think also, you know, We don't call it social anymore because it's just advertising. You know, social turns out social built its model around advertising, even though advertising was dying. Mark Zuckerberg has shown that he can be the world, one of the world's richest people through advertising. Maybe not the most ethical, but definitely the richest. Um, uh, And then we have Elon, crazy Elon. Uh, But I think social will be a space where we see a lot of. Creative innovation because we're out of the hype bubble now, and we're now using to you know, be Pinterest. There, I see much more diversity in how we talk about social. we miss Pinterest and um, and and Reddit and Snap and and every and the playing field's le- leveling.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: probably because Twitter had a meltdown, and everybody thought, "Oh wow, we got to diversify." Mm-hmm. But people have diversified their thinking, which I think is good. So I think social will also be a growth area. Uh, or like a core growth area versus commerce, which is a new accelerant. You know,
0: do your or most of your clients staying away from from Twitter at this point, or are they still engaging?
1: I don't know from a spend. Honestly, I don't know from a spend. We don't get any Twitter specific creative. I think every what clients should be doing is watching like crazy. Um, you should be there organically, but you should be monitoring like crazy. It, it it's uh my personal belief is that it will resolve itself at some point in the new CEO because Tesla can't afford for Elon you know, Musk to be distracted, I don't think, because it's a, such a big play. Um, and he doesn't seem to have the right psychological makeup for a communications platform CEO is that a <laughs> polite way of saying it, I suppose. It's a nice way of uh, saying it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming there will be a big announcement in the first half of this year, which is new Twitter CEO. Huh. And then we'll all move on. But yeah, clients should be cautious and probably not I I know clients the clients that had paused have still paused. Um but I don't know that, that I I think everyone's wait and see is a wait and see and maybe um and a hope that, that it will resolve itself mm. as opposed to an avoidance entirely, which would be bad because Twitter was one of the good social platforms.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Daryl, I'm sure we could talk about go down this rabbit hole for another yes. 35 minutes. But um, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast today. I am definitely waiting with my eyes peeled for all the news you're about to make. Good. Yeah. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for being so gracious to invite me and I'll come back anytime.
0: That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Campaign Chemistry on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.